Thanks for joining me for this episode of Dad 2.0. Before we get started, parents, I'm on to you. I'm going to let you know eight rules to live by in order to be responsible for and to your kids and also to teach them how to be responsible for and to the people around them. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Cedric Britton, father, husband, free thinker, and being a dad changed my life. I have three beautiful daughters and a beautiful wife that pretty much keeps me on the straight and narrow. Fatherhood can be the ultimate roller coaster, but it doesn't just stop there with managing business, work-life balance, and trying to keep your overall sanity. We all have to learn how to be Dad 2.0. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm not screaming. Go ahead. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Dad 2.0. So this episode, I've actually titled the I'm On To You podcast. The reason I called it that is for several reasons. Mainly, it's sort of pointing the finger at parents or grandparents or whoever that individual may be that have a role in a kid's life. And it's sort of like they've, uh, they've begun to live their lives through the kids. So I titled it I'm On To You. Basically... I don't know, it's not a secret that um, other parents and other adults, guys like myself, we can see it. We see through it. So I figured it only right to title this the I'm On To You podcast. So I rarely take notes. Um, I'll admit I try and do everything by memory. I have been getting better about taking notes. So uh, I did take notes for this one uh, while I was sort of running around yesterday I took notes. The opportunity came today for me to lay this podcast down, so here we have it. So I'll get right into it. I have eight rules to live by if you are going to cultivate a healthy relationship and also a communicative relationship between yourself and whether that might be your daughter or yourself and your son or yourself and your stepchild, stepchildren. I'm very against the stepchild thing, by the way. So for any of you that are watching this, if you have stepkids, remove the step. Just call them your kids. That's pretty much what it is, plain and simple. Here's just a, just the premise to start this out is, no matter who you are or what you want for your children, they can only be the individuals that they are physically and mentally capable of being. So if you were a beauty queen or you were homecoming queen or you were the head of the football team or you were the jock at your school, or you were the stuff where you're from, doesn't matter, because your kids are not you. Your kids will never be you. Your kids can aspire to be like you, but your kids will never be you. Likewise, don't expect your kids to be you, because they won't. They won't think like you. They won't talk like you. They won't act like you. They won't be you. Now, don't get that confused with having like characteristics. They can talk similarly to you. They can have like tendencies of yours, but don't get that twisted. They are nothing like you. They only have tendencies that they mimic. They have behaviors that they mimic. Um, People tell me all the time, I'm just like my dad. Well, that's because I mimic his behavior. 
thank God my dad was a great guy, so I had something great to mimic. Moving along. This is rule number one. Our kids are not us, but they will suffer for our irresponsible decisions. I cannot preach that enough, and I'll tell you why. Because I was that irresponsible parent. I've been there. Uh, My first daughter was born when I was between 17 and 18. I was a kid, so not giving that as an excuse, but what kind of kid can make responsible decisions for another child? For anybody, let alone for themselves, you know, it's almost impossible to make a good decision for anybody else. But I was blessed to be with a woman that knew I was immature, and um, the rest is history. I'll just leave it like that. But to move into the subject, our kids will suffer for our irresponsible decisions. So if we do something that'll get us caught up in jail, do something that'll get us caught up financially, do something that'll get us caught up in our relationship, it, whatever that may be, our kids will suffer for it. It's just as simple as don't facilitate a situation that you would not want your kids to live through. And when you think about it like that, that can be very deep and it also can keep you very focused. Simply putting your kids' emotional and mental health beyond your own. Don't create a situation that you don't want them to suffer through. That's just plain and simple. If you can do it and it's within your means for your kids, do it. Because if you don't, you don't hurt from it. They hurt from it. Rule number two, our kids notice what we do and what we don't do. This is another one that I cannot preach enough about. Um, I know a lot of parents that aren't big on affection. Um, A lot of parents that aren't big on giving hugs or aren't big on showing their kids love or congratulating them when they do good. Here's the thing with that. Your kids notice what you do and don't do, so they notice your bad habits and your good habits. Generally, um, I'm I'm 34 now, so by the time you hit your 30s, usually your mid-20s, you've established a pattern of consistency. Now, that's whether you have kids or not. So if you've established a pattern of consistency, that's a pattern of consistency to do things or a pattern of consistency to not do things. Your children will notice either one. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, your children will notice. If you drink, your children will notice. If you smoke, your children will notice. If you curse, if you lie, if you steal, if you cheat, your children will notice. Now, if you read, your children will notice. If you pray, your children will notice. If you show your children affection in a way that lets them know you care about them, they will notice. And they pick that up and they carry that on into their lives. Now, what you will create with the latter is you will create children who create more children who create more children and before you know it you have a generation of consistently negative individuals because you failed to show the right form of consistency so i can't preach that enough your children will notice what you do and don't do make a mental note of that i'll give you a minute to write that down got it good okay let's move on rule number three this actually rule number three ties into rule number two don't assume that they assume you care They say, you make a donkey out of yourself when you assume. You could take that for what it is. The reason they say that is because children are very proactive. Children are very communicative. Children are very interactive. So assuming that they assume you care 
is a terrible mistake because here's the thing. If you have to assume that they assume you care and you don't know for a fact, nine times out of ten, they think you don't care. And that's just very simple. So be very, very, very proactive with letting your children know that you care. Whether you do it on a daily basis or you do it on an hourly basis or you do it every time you see them. They need to know that you care because if they know that you care, they learn what that looks like. And they see what that looks like. They understand what that feels like. They learn to feel that. And as they learn to feel it, they learn to express that. So then you create a responsible adult that knows how to reciprocate those emotions and those feelings that they've learned the proper way to their children, to their children and to the people around them. So you create people that understand how to care for people around them. Rule number four, let them live even if it's, it, oh, this is a big one. Let them live even if it's at the expense of your dignity, pride, and dreams. This kind of goes back to rule number one. Our kids are not us. They are their own intricate and very complex individual. You have to let them live their lives through their own emotions. You have to let them live their lives through their own trial and error, so to speak. And the reason that I say that is this. Um, we, can't, we can't put our hand on the stove for our kids and get them to understand why they shouldn't put their hand on the stove. Um, we can't make bad grades for our kids and then get them to understand why they shouldn't make bad grades. It's, it's not that simple. They have to learn through their own faults and through their own trials. I mean, I'll give you just honest truth. I gave my mom hell. But you know what? At a point, she allowed me to learn on my own. She allowed me to make my mistakes. She allowed me to make my victories. And it wasn't about dignity. It wasn't about... Oh, my son is about to embarrass me. Although most of the time, it probably was going to be very embarrassing. She let me make those mistakes because it wasn't about her. It was about me. Likewise, with your children, that's the biggest thing that I, that's the thing I can't preach to you enough. It's not about you. It's about them. So if you have to let them make their mistakes to learn, you have to let them make their mistakes to learn because it's not about you. It's about them. Um, when we're gone and then they're left to carry on the legacy that we created, it's not about what you did in place of them. It's about what you allowed them to do and be there to guide them, whether that be emotionally, whether that be physically, and sometimes financially, but be there to guide them when they need the answer or when they need, when they ask for your help. It's not always about, hey, I'm going to keep you from doing this. Or, hey, I'm going to help you with this or help you with that. I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that myself and I see the consequences. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about them. Moving on. Rule number five. Your dreams are not your kids' dreams. I'll make this very simple. Um, I used to work in the music industry. Um, I passed on that. Because I wanted to be able to focus 
on every aspect of my daughter's lives. Every aspect of it. I wanted to be a present parent. Now, again, this goes back to you might have been the head of the basketball team. You might have been the, the head of the soccer team. You might have been the head of whatever team. You might have been the man on the streets. You might have been whatever you want to call it. You might have been the man at that. And that might have been your dream to do that. But here's the thing. Your children's dreams may not be the same dreams as yours. They may want to do different things in life. You may have been a star football player, star basketball player. Your son or daughter may want to go to culinary school. They may want to dance. They may want to sing. Let them do it. It's their dreams. You won't suffer for their dreams, but they can suffer for your dreams. Let them live their dreams and let them do them. They can't do you and them. Let them do them. Don't hinder them from living their dreams because you'll hate you for it and they'll hate you for it. So, you know, your dreams are not their dreams. Just that that's it can't get any more it can't get any plainer than that. Rule number six. Nothing is instant. Health, trust, love, faith, all of these things begin with a single stone in the lake. Now, the reason I say nothing is instant. When your children are born, they don't, they're not born knowing how to walk. They aren't born knowing how to talk. They aren't born knowing how to communicate very much. They aren't born with these things. Nothing is instant. I'm sure every parent that's in the earshot of this or that's even watching this remembers those nights when you were up at 3 a.m. after being up since 3 a.m. the previous day and your child still has not been to sleep. And you don't know why. They're just up. So it comes with time. I mean, I know you have those days where you wish like, man, I wish they would get this or I wish they would get that. I wish it would just click. I wish I could snap my fingers and it would just click just like that. Doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And if it does, you know what? More power to you because that is rare. But it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So building an emotional relationship and emotional connection with your child, that's not instant. It takes time. It takes building. It takes growth. Um, likewise, ailments, behavior. Uh, these things take time. They are not instant. Um, we will all go through a point in time where our child goes through something that we would, we would give anything to keep them from going through it. The only thing I could, the only advice I could give you in that situation is to pray and pray hard. And not only that, let your child see and experience you pray, because. Teaching a child that nothing is instant is very hard to do. So sometimes you have to teach them what happens in between now and the resolution. And most times, at least for me, that's prayer, that's meditation, it's reading, and it's, become, it's, it's bringing yourself to an understanding that nothing is instant. Um, health is a big one. Our kids go through some things that we didn't have to deal with when we were kids. I can't stress this enough how much it takes patience. Because only God knows the outcome or knows the outcomes of these things that our children will go through. 
but because the answer is not instant, we have to learn the proper way to address the time frame between now and that resolution comes. You know, prayer helps. Um, reading helps. Staying emotionally structured helps. But nothing is instant. So don't expect that. If you expect instant, write a book and tell me how it works because I have no idea. Rule number eight. This is a huge one and this is the last one. Learn the meaning of accountability. Actually, you know what? Let me, let me go back on this. I, gotta, I have to reword this. Actually, I typed this at a red light, so let me go back on this. Learn the meaning of responsibility. You'll be responsible for accepting your child's failures and victories right along with them. An accountable parent molds accountable parents. This basically is a culmination of every one of the other rules. Be a responsible parent for and to your kids. They see it. And I think I, I know I heard this in the class before that I was in, um, actually I was in a class with Matthew Betts, very good friend. Um, one of the things that he mentioned, uh, something that we were watching or studying, and one of, the, one of the things that they mentioned that was a marquee point was be a responsible parent, not just for your kids, but to your kids. Because your kids will learn some of the aspects of their responsibility from you. If you are a parent that refuses to accept accountability, you will have children that have no idea what accountability means. I know I talk about my parents a lot. You know what? This is Dad 2.0. I'm hoping that my kids will get something from me that they can talk about later on in their lives. But anyway, um, being accountable is a very beneficial double-edged sword. And the reason I say that is because when you're accountable, you are willing to accept the negative repercussions of being accountable and you are willing to accept the positives of being an accountable parent. Now, with my understanding of being accountable may not be your understanding of being accountable. So I'll break down my understanding of being accountable. Um, if I push myself or back, my, back myself into a strenuous financial situation, first off, your family is going to suffer. If your family is open to discussion and open to working through struggles together, your family will suffer with you. Now, where accountability comes in is that your children learn that Everything that happens to mommy and daddy is not somebody else's fault. Sometimes what happens to mommy and daddy is mommy and daddy's fault. And you have to teach your kids that. Because your kids have to learn that you make mistakes too. You are not superhuman. You make mistakes too. But not only do you make mistakes, you move beyond the mistake. You accept the mistake. You embrace your circumstances. And you keep moving forward. That's my understanding of accountability. Um, there is no accountability without moving forward. It's not like you say, okay, you know what? This happened to daddy today or, or daddy lost his job today. That's it. Um, I guess we're just going to go be stuck now. Uh, we can't buy this. We can't buy food. Um, we're just going to struggle. To me, that's not accepting. That's not being accountable. That's... um quite honestly, it's just showing your kid how to give up. It's showing your kid how to throw their cards in. Don't do that. 
What you want to do, what I could suggest that you do, is teach your kids to embrace every aspect of their circumstances. Because until you embrace and understand every aspect of your circumstances, you won't be able to build past them. Because you have no idea where you are, you have no idea where you want to go, and you have no idea where you should be anyway. So you have to learn to be accountable for you have to learn to be accountable for and to your kids. And accountability goes right along with responsibility. These things go hand in hand. And in order for us to learn in order for us to teach our kids the way that these human mechanisms work is through example. That's that's pretty much the biggest rule on my list because that that rule hits every other rule on the list. Be accountable, be responsible. Teach your children how to be accountable and to be responsible. I can't even name how many young teens or young adults there are in prison right now. A lot of them, a lot of, okay, I'll backtrack. A lot of people are in prison and it's not their fault. A lot of people are in circumstances and it's not their fault. It's truly not their fault. But there are a lot of people that are in bad circumstances and it's very much their fault. And they're still in those circumstances because they failed. They failed and continue to fail to accept accountability for what their part was in their circumstances. And they failed to accept accountability in a way that would allow them to heal inside and move forward. So that's my eight rules to establishing a very communicative and healthy emotional relationship with your kids that can trans that can translate and be passed down to your grandkids and their grandkids and their grandkids and it all comes down to responsibility and accountability just be responsible be accountable and let your children live look i hope you guys found some benefit in this if you're listening to it on the podcast i would really appreciate a five star if you're watching this on the vlog I would appreciate your feedback. Like I always say, your feedback helps me grow. My life is about constant growth and evolution. So, hey, I'd appreciate your feedback. Even if it's negative feedback, I'd appreciate it. I respond back to everybody personally. So, if you need to, if you want to email me your feedback, you can email it over to podcast at cedricwritten.com. You can also email it over to podcast at dad20.com. So, as always, Stay positive, stay focused, and stay moving forward. I just want to thank you guys most of all for joining me on this journey. I cannot express enough how much I appreciate the love and the support. Now, do you know what else I'd appreciate? A five-star rating. You've already given me a few minutes of your life. Please give me a few minutes more to give me your honest feedback. Like I said, your feedback helps me grow. So as always, stay positive. Stay focused and always open to learn and grow. Dad 2.0.